0: Welcome back to the 20th and Blake Podcast from Mile High Sports. I am your host, Cade Walker, and today's episode is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Today, the Rockies made history. Uh, Certainly not the kind of history that they would want to make, but history nonetheless. Albert Puholtz hit his 660th career home run, uh, tying him with Willie Mays for career home runs all time, uh, put him into fifth place all time. So congratulations to Albert Puholtz on on that feat. Um, but unfortunately, this home run came at the expense of, uh, of the Rockies' victory today, most likely. Uh, the Rockies were clinging to a 3-2 to lead when Puholtz's blast put them up, uh, the Angels, that put the Angels up 4-3. to Uh, And that was against Carlos Estevez late in the game. Uh, Carlos Estevez has had a pretty rough season, and really the bullpen has as a whole, outside of a few guys like Yancy Almonte, who still didn't have the best game today, but on the season he's been good. Daniel Bard as well has been good this season. Um, Kinley has seen bright spots, and and then Michael Givens, the newly acquired reliever, but most of the season hasn't even come um, in Colorado. Uh, But before this game... The rest of the bullpen has been not good, and it, there's definitely something to be desired there. Uh, the Rockies had the second-worst bullpen ERA in the entire league at 6.92, 6.92 runs allowed earned per nine innings. Um, that's historically bad, and that's only behind the Phillies, who have also been historically bad in the bullpen. Uh, at Uh, 7-11 ERA. Um, That's just not a sustainable statistic that you can have and maintain as a team if you want to at least try to make the playoffs. And I I think that's why the Rockies tried to to keep that bullpen intact or, or to try to add on to that bullpen by acquiring Michael Givens. But unfortunately, it was too little, too late. Um, as I mentioned in the last podcast, the three guys that you want to rely on in the bullpen, uh, Jairo Diaz, Carlos Estevez, and Wade Davis, have just been unreliable or or absent in Wade Davis's case, but the other two have been unreliable, um, and I don't expect Wade Davis to be much better down the stretch. I, I don't think either. Uh, the one bright spot in this game was the performance of Ryan Castellani. Uh, I thought he performed really well. He had no earned runs in his 5.2 innings pitched. He did walk too many. I believe he walked six in this game, but he did hold the Angels to one run, and it was an unearned run. That run came off of Drew Butera's pass ball. Um, But unfortunately, the Rockies haven't been able to piece together uh, a game complete on both pitching and hitting um, at the same time well, at least both pitching at the starting rotation, the bullpen, um, and hitting at the same time, uh, we can't seem to ever grasp all three of those aspects of baseball. And if it's not one thing that's going wrong, it's another. And I think that's definitely a big piece of why the Rockies have been able, or have not been able to, be competitive for a large portion of this season. And that's just uh, a not a good recipe for success. And earlier in the season, things were clicking pretty well. There was good pitching. The bullpen was performing well, and there was there was some offense. I, I don't think that it was where it could have been or where it should have been, but that's why the Rockies saw success earlier in the season is that most of the things synced up a little bit better than um, they have been now and ac- probably a lot better than they have been now, and that's a reason why the Rockies have just fallen off so quickly. Uh, it's largely just due to the fact that the back end of the starting rotation has not been great and the bullpen as a whole has just been pathetic. Something I also did mention in uh the last episode of this was how weak the back of the the back of the pitching rotation has been. I think Castellani has been fine. Um and I think Antonio Sancestella has also been surprisingly good. And I think that's supported by the numbers as well. Sensatella this year has posted an ERA plus of 147, as well as a fielding independent pitching or or a FIP of 369, which is incredible. Uh, it's actually second best on the Rockies, even better than Herman Marquez. But at the same time, there has been a drop-off in the production of Of a John Gray. Uh, John Gray has an ERA plus this season of 81, which means he's about 20% worse than league average. Uh, It's a park adjusted measure as well. So I think whatever you gain with Antonio Cenzatella, you've lost with John Gray. And uh, also, Chichi Gonzalez has pitched two games this year, and neither of his outings were good. And while Castellani, like I mentioned, he's been fine, and I think he's been encouraging. He hasn't been a contributor to a win, a win now type of mentality. His fielding independent pitching is actually his stupid, stupid high, and at seven five two, um, compared to his his actual ERA of a five three four, which is much more respectable. Um, but according to to ERA plus, he's still about average at a one zero two. Uh, I'm not sure why there's such a discrepancy between his fielding independent pitching and his ERA plus. But regardless, I don't think he profiles as a guy who's going to win you a bunch of ball games now, even at the back of the back end of the rotation. But definitively I think the problem is 100% the bullpen. And considering how much money we've spent on the bullpen Uh, over the past several years, it's frustrating to see how poorly that they've produced this season especially, and even with finding gems like Daniel Bard, who's been one of the better relievers in baseball this year, the Rockies still can't piece together better than the second worst bullpen in the entire major leagues, and that's a very frustrating fact uh, to note. Now, before I talk about the rest of the series against the Angels, I did want to mention our sponsors for this episode, and that's DraftKings. Now, I'm recording this episode on a Sunday evening, and by this time, most of the football games for this weekend have been over. And it really was, it really was nice seeing the teams back out on the gridiron over this weekend. Lucky for us, that was just week one. There's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of Week 2, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when they bet on any team. That's right, you can bet one dollar on any team, and if that team wins, you cash a cool Benjamin. How could you pass that up? Looking ahead to next week, I think I like the matchup between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Diego Chargers. You pick on your own, don't take advice from me. I write baseball and basketball, but that's who I like. If you're new to DraftKings Sportsbook, head to the app now to scout their latest offers. Bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, a sportsbook that goes wherever you go. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code MHS when you sign up to get in on this can't-miss offer. Pick any team during Week 2, bet $1 on them, and win $100 if they win. That's $1 to win $100 when you use promo code MHS during sign-up for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. So I don't want to entirely focus on the negative. But Saturday's game also needs to be discussed as well. It was... Almost a similar story to the Sunday night game where the starter, Freeland uh, was a starter that night, where the starter gave the Rockies a very good chance to win, and the Rockies should have won, but they didn't execute on offense nearly enough. In the 10th inning, uh, the Rockies had a chance to win this game. They're they're at home against the Angels, and with the California rule in the bottom of the 10th, the Rockies had... Elias Diaz on third base with one out. So they had two chances to drive him in with both Trevor Story and Nolan Arenado Seeing plate appearances here, and both of them came up short. Specifically, uh, Story was probably the more egregious one. Uh, Bud Black said, uh, uh, per the Denver Post, uh, We had an opportunity in the 10th. tree threw a pitch to Trevor, a low fastball, and Trevor didn't pull the trigger. But that's baseball. Because of this, the Rockies ended up dropping that game later in the game. Uh, Three-run home run in the 11th inning off of Tyler Kinley. The Rockies had an opportunity to win that one, but their offense has been so cold in in situations like that where they really need someone to step up. And who who else do you want at the plate, honestly, against the, against anyone for the Colorado Rockies? You want your two best guys up there if you have two chances, and that's Nolan Arnato historically at least, and Trevor Story. And, and especially in late games, something that many Rockies fans might not be aware of is that Nolan Arnato by the numbers, has statistically been the best player in baseball with runners in scoring position in a, a close game late in the game, like seventh inning or later. So this incident where you have a runner in scoring position on third base and he doesn't execute, Is it's pretty unusual for him, and it really fits the tone for the rest of the year that he's been putting up, unfortunately, and I've talked about Arnauto and his struggles and the adjustments that he needs to make, and he did look better against the Padres um, in that series, uh, but I, I don't think he's around yet. I think he's still working his way back to uh, peak Nolan Arnauto performance, and he's It's a struggle for him right now. And as a lot of Rockies fans say, as Nolan goes, the team goes. And since Nolan came up short, the Rockies did as well on Saturday night. The Rockies didn't win this series, but the first game of the series was still an exciting game. um, As the Rockies did win in walk-off fashion after Charlie Blackman uh, had a Grand Slam. Uh, But with that being said, the Rockies had real opportunity to come out of the series as a 500 ball club. They won the first game. They very well should have won the second game with that incident late in the game like I just mentioned. And today, if the Rockies were able to hold up with their bullpen or put up a couple more runs, they could have very well ended up coming out of this series as a 500-ball club with 23 wins, 23 losses. But in reality, the Rockies still ended up on the short end of the stick with 21 wins, 25 losses, and dropping even lower in the standings. This series was very important in the Rockies' pursuit of making the playoffs. Now with only a few games left in the season, they've played... Uh, they've played almost they've played 46 games so far, and there's only 14 games left in the season. So I'm not sure what the Rockies can do here. I mean if they win out, they'll be 10 games above 500, but at the rate that they're going, I don't think anything close to that is even likely. So the Rockies may not make the playoffs this year even in a year with expanded playoffs and a very hot start. They just collapsed mid-season as we've seen them do in the past, uh, specifically last year. Um, But I think at this point in time, the strategy for the Rockies, uh, I've mentioned this before, it needs to change both this season, uh, not only to try and win games this season, but also to try and develop guys in the future. I think there is some strides to be made with players like Ryan McMahon uh, and Josh Fuentes, I think, should probably earn some more playing time. Um, he's been really solid in the games that he has played, and I think he might be a long-term solution with uh, Nolan over at third making making those great throws over there. Uh, Fuentes has been able to, to collect them very well, and I think that connection would be very nice to have. Uh, and someone I mentioned earlier in the season, Garrett Hampson, I think he... Um, deserves an everyday spot. He's been playing really well. Um, He's been one of the better players on the Rockies this year in terms of wins above replacement. So I think the rest of this year, the Rockies do need to focus on developing their younger guys and filling out the depth offensively um, that they need to do, like Elias Diaz and and even maybe Dom Nunez could stand to get some at-bats to see major league pitching and potentially take over for Uh, the two primary catchers that the Rockies have used this year between Tony Walters and Drew Butera, who have posted a combined negative one wins above replacement. And in a shortened season, uh, season, that's not not ideal at all. In any season, that's not ideal, but especially in a shortened one. So with that being said, I think the Rockies need to focus on developing their young guys moving forward into next season, and potentially they can make a run at the playoffs uh, next season if they don't catch fire here for these last 14 games. So thank you for tuning in to the 20th and Blake podcast. Again, presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Thank you for listening. Please share on any platform that you are using, whether it be Spotify, Apple, Spreaker, um, any any type of podcast listening app. Share all over social media. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Cade Walker NBA, And we will... See you next time.